to the Zero Barriers Podcast. Alright, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Zero Barriers Podcast. I believe this is episode four now. Um, today I have another guest here. Um, before I introduce him though, I just say thanks to everyone so far who have su- subscribed and listened to the podcast. I got an email the other day saying it was ranked like 136 in mental health which is awesome, even though this isn't really a mental health podcast. It's just kind of like the only category that I, I thought fitted. I feel like it's it's more of a society and culture sort of podcast. So I guess, um, but then again, last, um, last podcast was about conspiracy theories. So kind of really touching base on everything and whatever I feel is fun and suited to talk about. But um, today I have Sashin, who I met over in Barcelona. He is from the UK. Um, now, Sashin, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? What you do, and then maybe how how um how we met. Okay, how are we doing, guys? Um, I think first off, thank you for for allowing me to jump on here. Um, my first ever podcast, so this is quite exciting for me. Obviously, I've done a bit of YouTube, but this is a new venture for me, and I'm really excited. So, thank you once again. You start your own. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, it's something that I do want to do at some I, point. I think I, I completely forgot that you've got the um the YouTube. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah. I'm not uploaded in a while, but it's something I do want to get back into. Um, but yeah, my name's Sajin Govind. I'm 26. I'm from northwest of England, a place called Bolton, about 20 minutes from Manchester. Um, my day job is a pharmacist, but I'm currently looking to. Uh, potentially leave that but that's a that's a whole separate podcast for that <laughs> um I suppose I'm still trying to figure out life um and traveling is a massive part of that and I want to speak about it because I think it's it's something that has pretty much changed my life um it's changed I think the direction that my life is heading it's changed my whole perspective on life and I think that it's allowed me to have experience experiences and feelings that I didn't think existed um and yeah, I think it's it's something that I wish I wish I'd started earlier. I wish that more people knew about, and I wish that um, yeah, the the knowledge I have about traveling and and everything that encompasses is, is yeah, it's it's changed my life. So yeah, um, I guess you've kind of introduced it there, but today's topic is on traveling. Um, we're going to touch base on some travel stories that we've both experienced, um, the best places we've been, and the importance of travel, and then whatever else we um can sort of uh, think about in terms of traveling. Um, so yeah, um, we met in Barcelona in that a hostel, correct. in a hostel where. Um, it's it's it was actually a very interesting time of my life because it was the um I went this was uh so I went over to Europe in September 2018. Um it was probably one of the best and worst experiences of my life. So this is kind of me starting off to explain my um yeah, like like Sashin's already said, like traveling can kind of I know it's so cliche, but I'm sure you will you would agree with me that it changes your life, like it really does. And it's, it's so cliche to say, Oh, traveling changed me. Or like, you know, a lot of people in Australia always go like Europe changed me, but it's like, it's, it's, it's really true. And um, yeah. So I went over in September. Uh, my dad came over with me for a month. um, And we just kind of went to the UK cause he's from there and I'd been there before. And then I went to Romania with him. And then after that, I flew back to the UK. Uh, I went up to Scotland for the first time. It was the only part of the UK I hadn't been to. So I went up to Scotland um, and then um, visited family in Northern Ireland, which I'd been to before. Um, Visited Ireland as well a bit. And then from Northern Ireland, I flew to Poland. And I wrapped myself around Europe for six weeks by myself until I got to uh, Czech Republic, I believe it was. No, it wasn't Czech Republic. It was Croatia. Uh, and I met um, Pat there and Pat and I went around for another six weeks. And then the last month or so I was kind of by myself again. And then I went back to the UK. So yeah. And whilst I was with Pat, we met Sashin. We also met a lot of really cool people at Barcelona in Barcelona. Um, and then I believe it was January last year that you came over. Was it? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's correct. So oh, r- right before the pandemic. Yeah. So obviously we met in Barcelona. I think what's interesting about Barcelona is that from what I remember, we didn't actually hang out, which is mm. really weird. Um, we, we were just we... chatting. We were just chatting. We were in the same hostel room because I'd come up with my mate from the UK and we were just there for two or three days, just like a weekend break. Um, and we actually didn't hang out. We didn't go to a restaurant. We didn't like go out. We were just talking every day and just speaking That's about different things, true. which this is what I think this again is I think the first point you know we're, we're, we're diving right into this is in the podcast is that the relationships you have when you're traveling sometimes are very transient like I know people I've been to dinner with never seen them again been for a drink with I've never seen them again mm. there's some people that I've you know this I've spent days with and I've, I've kept in touch and there's people I've just you know met in a hostel room we've chatted and then I've come and come and visit you in Australia so yeah, I think we we kept in touch. Um, I think I, obviously I came to Australia. So that was December 2018, and obviously 2019 I came to Oz, but I didn't manage to see you then. I think that's that, right. That's right. I think I ha- we didn't have enough time. Yeah, uh, we were, we were going to. We spoke about it, and then we just kind of missed each other. I think. Yeah. And then you um, came back pretty soon after then. Well, that's because I love Oz. Oz is um. Well, I suppose I'm, we'll get on to it. Oz is literally my favourite place on the planet that I've been to. Um, it's somewhere that I like to live for a bit. Um, and I've had some of the happiest memories, some of the happiest memories of my life there. Um, and again, I've, I've documented those. So when I'm, you know, when I'm not in a good time, um, I've got YouTube and I watch my own videos back and think, you know what? I have some sort of, you know, gratitude for the situation you're in. And, you know, you've had some good times. Um and obviously, before before I started traveling, obviously I had great great times, but I never really documented them. You can't really document the feelings, and you can't really document the experience massively. Um, but yeah, Australia, um, yeah, some of the best times of my life there, and some of the happiest times, some unreal feelings and experiences. But then, yeah, came back in obviously twenty twenty, so last year, um, we we actually got a plan together. <laughs> that's right. That's I, right. I, um, and I came up to to your end, so obviously I came to Blue Mountains, which is obviously sort of a couple of hours west of of Sydney. Sydney might be my favourite city in the world. Um, and yeah, we did some stuff out there, and it's really fun. Um, really good to see real Australia. I'm not saying Sydney isn't real Australia, but you know, I think what seeing you know bushfires, um, being yeah, in that's that right. environment, it was, it was yeah. then, wasn't it? Yeah, seeing bushfires, seeing the steam, seeing the smoke, seeing the damage, seeing the environmental damage seeing again putting in perspective what i was reading about on you know boost news and um on the news and the papers and whatever and actually seeing you know in the distance some fires in the mm. distance helicopters you know that's that's pretty crazy um it's all very well watching something on, on a tv screen but when you see it it actually makes it a bit more real and i remember we went to our scenic world actually and like that was like they 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 told us that they'd closed to be i think you asked and they said, yeah, we closed for like a few days. But you could yeah. actually see like some of the um, smoke still um, burning like throughout. Because um, this was literally like a week. Like the fires were still going on, but this is a week after it was really bad. I'm pretty I think sure. You, uh, yeah, I think it was touch and go. We were talking quite a bit and we were, I think you were saying it's okay. Like it was worse last week. Um, mm. um, but I, I, I have this, I don't know why, but I remember this. I remember you saying it was, it was, you know, a week either way, and I probably wouldn't have been able to come to you and see yeah. you. You would have had to come into Sydney, uh, which again wouldn't be wouldn't be the worst thing. But when I've come, you know, twenty four hour flight or twenty four hours of traveling, I want to obviously see the Blue Mountains because they are they are obviously epic. They are amazing, absolutely yeah. for sure. Um, just a bit on where you've been because for me, like I went to the UK when I was ten. Um, with just my dad. And then I went back there. So I just went to England then. And then when I um, came back in 2012, my uncle got married. So I went to the UK and I went to um, Northern Ireland and Ireland as well. And Wales as well. Um, But I hadn't been to Scotland. And then finally I did Scotland. But I also did 21 other countries when I went to Europe in 2018. So six years later, I was... Is Is that when you'd say you started traveling? Because obviously, when you were a kid in your 10, I don't really class that as Yeah, I, I wouldn't count. <laughs> when would you say? I, I, and how did it I'm start? I'm just saying, like, that's when I first experienced, like, life abroad. And yeah. even as a kid, like, looking back at, like, as a 10-year-old, like, I remember that trip fondly. It was a month. 
I spent over there and I like, I remember it fondly. Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't call it necessarily traveling, but yeah. it was a very like, it's a part of my life I'll never forget Yeah, because it's just life so different. And it's so interesting because the UK and America and Australia, everyone kind of thinks we kind of link each other together in some way, but there's just different lifestyle. And I noticed that more like when I went over last time, when I did my big Europe trip, everywhere is so different. And it's crazy. Like some of these countries are so close together, but the lifestyle and the culture is so different. Like, and in a sense, I do see that in Australia. Like you go to another state and it's different. Like it's yeah. weirdly different. Like the culture, like people like different sports. So for example, um, AFL, massive in Melbourne. Yeah. Massive in Melbourne. And it's it's big in a few other states. In, in New South Wales, like I wouldn't say it's that big. Like I don't, I don't know, for like me. Rugby and like league and soccer, like football. So I, I don't know, for me as a Brit, um, coming over and obviously I've been to quite a few places now in Oz. Again, I don't I don't maybe notice yeah, you, the variation as much. Yeah. And probably the same if you come to the UK. Maybe if you go to Edinburgh, Scotland, or you go to Scotland, maybe. But again, you know, I don't know if you'd notice huge amounts of differences. Um, obviously, I'd notice things like the accent and, you know, what, what sport's more popular. But like you've told me that now and I didn't know that, you know. Yeah. For me, it's just... You know, maybe it's a lack of exploring on my part, but no, no, I think that's just. You, like, I haven't spent enough time there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's something you sort of pick up from. Because I I hadn't been to Melbourne since I was like three or four, and then I went yeah. back to Melbourne only a couple months prior to doing my big Europe trip. Yeah. I just was like, oh, I've got a spare few hundred dollars. Like, you know, I'll learn this back before I go. Why don't I just do a quick trip to Melbourne with a mate? So I did that for a yeah. few couple nights and honestly both of us came out of it being like the culture is so different like mm. which is interesting because we live like like you know it's the next state down basically victoria and yeah but um well, yeah even like shows for example like some of the shows that um you guys absolutely love like tv shows i'm talking just yeah. not a thing here yeah like um i know the apprentice is quite big in the uk yeah we are literally only just getting like so we haven't had the apprentice for ages like a good mm. few years now and then literally actually next sunday they're bringing celebrity apprentice back mm. but it, it's like when i was over there like just staying at my um uncles in um northern ireland and they were like obsessed with it there's a few other british tv shows i'm like no one at back home would watch this so it's even yeah. the small things like, I think there's a lot of things that different cultures have in common, but even small little things like that, which are, are, are very interesting. And it's all part of the um, the travel experience. But um, yeah, so yeah, that, they're the countries I've been to. I don't know uh, if you just want to mention like whereabouts in the world you've been to. I'm just going to let my cat in. So feel free to talk. Can now. I Can I just, before you nip off, can I just briefly ask, what made you start traveling properly? You know, what made you want to, I don't think you've ever told me this. What made you yeah, want to yeah, do okay. that? that you was your first trip, right? So what was the reason why you did it? Okay. How so did it start? Obviously, I'd be... just booked a fight, right? <laughs> well, did you? pardon? No, I didn't. Did I did just okay. book a fight. Okay. I, I, um, I had this plan set up from when I was young. So first time I went over in 2009 when I was 10, like just to England, I said, I want to be back one day. And like the, the day before I went back home, I actually cried to my dad. And I said, I'm going to miss England so much. And at that point I, I went home. And it was like a second home to me. And then I went back in 2012 and um, with my whole family this time. And again, the day before I went back home, I cried and I, I was like, I want to come back home. I want to come what, back here. What, can you can you put your finger on what is know. it? It's, it's just, it's just. Or is the, it just family here, the whole, whole experience? Yeah, I think it's, it's family and also just like, it's like, it's kind of like, it's familiar territory for me but it's not something i experience every day so for example i don't even live near sydney i'm like you know an hour and a bit outside of sydney and um like if i go to sydney like it's it's because it, it like it's close enough where it's not unfamiliar for me i go there yeah. enough where for a place like london or even like brighton or where my family are like it's like it's unfamiliar but it's familiar enough that you know it brings nostalgia and it brings just like yeah. I don't know. I think it's just the feeling and the sensation of just being free and being in another country and being 
so far away from home that it it excites me so um from there i was like that was when i was 13 i was like okay after that moment i was in year seven so you know first year of high school and i was like from then i was like uh when i got back home i was like okay when i finish high school i am going back overseas and i'm going to europe and i'm doing a big europe trip um hadn't really planned anything obviously nothing it was just like a big dream that i had that i was like i'm gonna do this when i finish high school the year after um both my older sisters did it so the first one did like a contiki tour um style and then a couple years later my other sister did it i think i was so i think my oldest did it in maybe 2014 the next one did it 2016 and then 2018 year after i finished high school i um I did one uni semester just to get a head start and then took the second one off and went away for four months. So yeah, it was, it was very much planned from when I was a kid. It was a dream. And I was like, I'm going to make sure this happens. And then I booked a flight to London and return and returned on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, and got a Eurail pass as well. But a lot of it I did book as I went. Like mm. some countries I unfortunately didn't get to go to, which I would love to go to, which I'll talk about a bit later. But um, yeah. I covered 22 countries. It's pretty good in four months. It's not too bad, but um, yeah. Whereabouts have you been in this world? Because you've been a fair, fair few places now. Yeah, I think well, I'll, I'll start off with how I got into traveling. I think my story is probably interesting. Um, so finished uni in 2017. I remember that summer. Um, a lot of my mates were doing things. They were going to Thailand. They were going abroad. They were doing little trips, three or four weeks. And for for whatever reason, I can't remember the exact reason. I didn't go on one of them or whatever. Um, and I remember that summer being like, oh, I wish I'd gone there. I wish I'd gone there. I wish. And I also remember thinking, I wish I could travel by myself. Um, at that point, I probably wasn't confident enough. At that point, there wasn't that much information out there on the internet, on YouTube, apart from, you know, the odd blog just saying do it. Then we wrapped around to 2018. So I just finished my training year and I just finished my professional exams. And I was like, right, I want to get away. I don't want to be in the country when I get my results. Wow. So, so I, me and my mate, he was like, oh, let's, let's, let's go on a road trip around Europe. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And um, I just want to get out of the country. Um, so we we're talking and then I booked my flight to Berlin because I thought, um, I think that's where we're going to start or something along those lines. And, and then, and then he just never got back to me. So I'd booked this fight, assuming he was going to jump on. Um, <laughs> he never got back to me. Um, <laughs> so I was absolutely, um, I was absolutely shitting it, to be honest. Um, yeah. You know, you, you, you've never, you've never traveled alone. Um, thankfully I'd been to Berlin before, so I knew it was going to be a good, a, a good city to go to. Um, obviously in terms of sort of traveling and hostel, and I'd never stayed in a hostel before. So I was just like, what am I going to expect here, you know? Um, and I did it. You know, I got on the flight. I was, I, I researched every form. You could think about how to like get the best out of it. And a lot of it, a lot of the things that it said would just talk to people, you know, keep talking to people. And and that's something that I've probably taken with me. I try and just speak to people now. Um, in fact, yeah. So just literally started talking to people. Anyone who like interacts with me, just started talking to them, which, you know, makes me probably look a bit weird, but no. that's how you meet people. You know, that's, that's how right. when you travel, own, that's that's how you meet that's how you talk and that is how um you know you can come across some amazing experiences um and so yeah went to berlin had a sick time um actually met i met an aussie girl out there actually um and then yeah we had i met her met a couple of her mates we just, just got to know each other or whatever and then she was like oh yeah um you know the classic um oh if you ever here let me know so I went home and then I think the following month I went to Ibiza again and just went on my own. I just thought, I want to do this. Um, obviously got my results and I was like, I just want to have a, I just want to party, mate. You know, yeah. I've been a, I've been a hermit for months, went to Ibiza on my own, again, met, met some other people out there. And I think just, and it got to the stage where it's just like, if no one wants to come with me, I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm just going to do it. Um, and I'd had obviously Berlin and then Ibiza and been amazing. Like Ibiza, one of the best places on the planet. Uh, we'll get to other places in a minute. Um, and then it just, it, then the ball just kept rolling. Obviously, Barcelona with a mate. Again, I was going to go there on my own, but my mate was like, I was like, I'll, I'll come with you. And then I went to Australia, met met this met this girl who I'd met in um, in Berlin. Um, st- still in contact with her today. Um, 
in fact, she's in the UK, so we're going to go and try and visit her. Um, then obviously Australia. And what happens basically is it's a bit like a snowball, you know. You 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 meet one person, you go one trip, and then you you have a good time, and you meet someone else, and you meet someone else, and you you keep meeting people. And then what sometimes that again, you'll probably know this is what sometimes happens on trips. For example, is you'll meet two or three people, and then or three or four or five people. By the end of the trip, you bump into everyone. Like everyone knows everyone. That's so you know? true. So weird. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. And then you snowboard and then it and then it just escalated. Like traveling was never it never was really on my on the horizon for me. Um it was never really something that interests me, but I don't know, maybe it's just part of I don't know, maturing as an adult and growing up. It, it you you I started to have experiences that I simply couldn't have in normal normal life. Um I was ex- I was meeting people who I couldn't meet in normal life. I was meeting people who different experiences different places um experiences that you know you like i said i can't have in you know in in manchester and bolton um and and it just snowboard really um and now it's got to the point where i've got a list of 130 odd countries that i want to go to oh, geez. <laughs> so um yeah um i don't know when i'm going to do that especially in the minute with the with the with the with the the current climate but um yeah i've got a sort of a bit of a lifetime goal to to go to all these countries um and yeah try and try and experience the like i said earlier the, the feelings and experiences that are simply you cannot replicate in normal life um i've tried <laughs> but it, it's just not possible um and I think the biggest thing is the the personal growth. Um, I, again, you probably know is I've been a bit of a self development, personal, personal journey this last, especially year and a half since the start of COVID. And I think um, what traveling does is allows me to have a, it allows me to go away, look at my life in the UK, and think right, what's working, what isn't working, how can I improve it? Yeah, and where am I actually trying to get to here? You know, life can sometimes just seem like an endless amount of tasks and an endless amount of working followed by relief i.e the weekend or a trip or whatever but what's my actually what's the bigger purpose here you know what what am i trying to achieve where am i trying to get to when i'm you know when i'm sat in a care home when i'm 90 what 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 do i want to look back and think you know that was i'm glad i did that they were some of the best times in my life and for me traveling is a huge part of that it's a huge part of who i am and unfortunately i've now found this moderately expensive hobby <laughs> but it. ultimately has like it's it's exposed me to this world that is simply just incredible and to add to your second point add second question i suppose best places i've been um for me it has to be australian so far best place on the planet sydney is my favorite city I've said yeah, that boy. <laughs> i i don't know what it is um i've tried to put my finger on it um or why this place like i'm already looking at trying to come back next year you know um i don't know what it is um i think sydney is just that that circular key the harbor bit is yeah i, I was just I thinking can, like surely like that's got to yeah. come into it because honestly yeah. when when i am there it kind of like for me it brings a different feeling and that's obviously because i was born here and raised here and yeah. stuff. not necessarily in sydney but it's always been there you know yeah and for me, it brings back whenever I go down there, I guess, cause I didn't live like obviously right in Sydney, but it was always there. Like I said, it always brings like kind of nostalgic sort of feelings for me. Um, both happy and sad as in like, I kind of, I'm one of those people where like, whenever I get nostalgic about something, I, I get a bit sad, but I'm not actually sad. Like the memory is really good. No matter how good the memory is, I get a bit, a bit sad, not like upset or vis- visibly upset. I just kind of like, Oh, like, you know but i'm sad because it's over that moment is over and like when i'm in sydney and i look back um and i'm in the moment and i'm like i remember growing up here i remember experiencing just so much joy just at like a lot like circular key and darling harbour in particular and like it brings me back like that feeling and it's it's not necessarily sad it just it it feels like it's a good feeling it's it's just kind of like nostalgic in a way and i'm like oh like i'm growing up i like that's kind of the feeling like i i'm upset because you know i don't want my youth to go away because i've enjoyed so much time here and even though i've lived like far away from it all and you know there's been heavy chunks of my life where i hadn't gone down to sydney like especially as a kid you know I only go down for special occasions, but 
Yeah. So I guess, do you get what I mean? Like, I'm not sad about it. It's, it's more like, it's a really good feeling and it's just yeah. kind of like, I want to keep living it. So that's why it's yeah. upsetting in a sense. You almost want time to freeze. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, um, something to be said as well is that when I went back to Sydney last year for the second time, it, it wasn't the same. I will be honest. It wasn't, it simply wasn't as good because that first time when you do something right, you've never been exposed to it. You know, yeah. you've never been exposed to the surroundings and the environment and the place. So the second time you kind of know you have this expectation and it's never going to deliver. That second time when you do something, it's never going to deliver. But it was damn close. You know, it was it was sure enough. It was very close. And I think I just get blown away. And I think I think Sydney, especially, I think one of my earliest memories is me watching the Sydney Olympics and everyone's uh-huh. saying. So this is like 2000. So like, I was like five or six. Yeah. Back See, I was one. I never got to experience it. Eh? Yeah. And I've just got tiny images, which um, I can remember. And I think as well, it's just because it's so far away. And it's because I know in my head that I'm only going to have a chance to, I'm going to have a limited amount of time to spend there. And I think that's what makes it so, you know, it's that it's, you want what you can't have. Um, And actually, you know, I can't just get on a plane tomorrow, you know, at a cheap £10 flight, like you can in Europe. (laughs) And I can't, yeah, I can't just jump on a flight there and go, unfortunately. I've got to plan it and, you know, set aside minimum 24 hours. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, in terms of other places, um, Ibiza, best party place on the planet. Um, I wanted to go back. I want to go, I'm going to go back as soon as possible when COVID's over. Um, just have a massive party. Some of the best clubs I've ever seen. Um, some of the best DJ sets I've ever seen. Obviously, I love my house dance techno. Not techno, but house dance music, especially just the dance genre some of the best times of my life there not or some of the best music moments in my life there um again vegas was sick and um, oh yeah see i don't have a deep desire to go to me. the states but there's parts of the states i'd love to go to miami california and vegas yeah i, I don't know maybe it's the people I, i've met some great americans traveling right it's yeah. just like you see these dumb youtube videos of people and it's like oh god like yeah. i think uh, australians kind of have this love-hate relationship with americans because it's like they make fun of us and like there's americans out there that genuinely think that australia doesn't exist uh, <laughs> so yeah but no it, it's interesting what did you find so good about vegas like um I, it was two things really. again the clubs were amazing um the clubs are amazing um the different the actual strip is just a bit a bit it's a bit wild it's 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 literally one street right the way it is one street is absolutely mental as in like it has all the hotels it has all the it's just crazy busy you have this one street and then you go off it right you literally go one or two streets off right and it's it looks really rough and it's really weird to get, it's really, it's really weird. It's, it's almost like the, again, it's the, it's the experiences and it's the, you know, the, the nightclub experiences and the actual three or four or five days there were some amazing times. But what the biggest thing that struck me about Vegas, how you go from such wealth and such prosperity to one or two streets away being like poverty, you know, yeah, rich and, it, mm. and that for me is, that's one of the things I don't like about Vegas. And actually I don't like about America is that, that gap between sort of, rich and poor is so huge it you is know, how can you go from a, a city that is the one of the party places if not the the craziest place in the world to to, to put poverty to to people on the streets to it's not great um and it's it's not and it's, it's not nice to, i don't necessarily think it's nice to be around but i think it shows you that again the the two sides to america the two sides to america in in a five minute walk which is a bit crazy that is yeah um so i guess we've kind of covered where we've been and the best kind of places oh i, I didn't really say my best places i mean yeah can i, I just love add singapore as well sorry can i just add singapore as well singapore yeah. is absolutely amazing yeah i've heard um, good things about singapore the that area where the the um the hotel is marina bay unreal um, again, blew my mind, blew my mind. Go on. Yeah. So for me, I, I love Budapest. I, I, I love that okay. kind of party atmosphere. Um, everyone just was there for a good time. And 
I'll explain this in a bit, but like I was kind of, I just had some sort of negative thoughts that you wouldn't want to take with you traveling. And it was a real boost for me, especially solo travel. Like I was 19. This is a really scary thing for a 19 year old to do like traveling. Um, so I love Budapest. I love Switzerland for completely opposite reasons. Like yeah. that snow, I went to the um the Matterhorn. That was just unreal. Like I can't believe my eyes like saw yeah. that. Um, there's some really underrated places as well. Like um like Eastern Europe particularly. I loved Poland. Like I learned a lot in Poland, and it really changed my perspective on life. Like, mm. you know, I I hate to say that because it's so cliche, but like Auschwitz particularly. I'm not sure if you've yeah. been. I've never been. I know. Unfortunately, my despite living so close to Europe, my, um, my country list for Europe is very low in terms of places visited. Um, yeah. That was a plan for last year, but COVID, my plan is, um, yeah, to do a bit of a, a road trip slash into yeah. slash around Europe. Do similar space to what you've done. Um, yeah, because Eastern Europe's just underrated, to be honest. Yeah. And yeah, Auschwitz was just like, shit, like this happened. And, you know, so many people died. And, you know, we're here witnessing this and living our best lives. And we kind of got to, it really made me like more grateful for mm. where I was in the world that I live in and Australia, particularly like such a safe country. Like, mm. like seriously, it's crazy. Even you guys, you know, you get like some, a few stabbings that make like international news. Yeah. And there's a bit of a problem over there. Like here, it's like, it's relatively safe. Like, and when mm. you do hear stuff, it's so like out of the blue and so like extreme that people just go like, shit like that's insane yeah. that that's happening you know like um there was last year this um this man lit his car on fire um with his ex-wife and kids in them and burnt them alive mm. essentially and that was just like shocked a lot of people including myself and it's really upsetting to hear that kind of stuff and then he stabbed himself in the chest and yeah it was you know it was like stuff like that like it doesn't happen here and you hear yeah. about this stuff and there's some places in Europe that are safer than others. But a yeah. lot of this stuff happens around the world that you, in, even in countries you wouldn't think. And it's just so normalized. And it just yeah. kind of made me think even today that's happening. And yeah. it just made me really grateful for where I am and like the, the life that I get to live, I suppose. Um, so, yeah. And there's definitely a few other places. I mean, I went to so many that I can't think off the top of my head. I actually did a blog, I think, 2019. And I just ranked I them in nice. order. It's worth yeah. it, guys. I've been yeah. it's quite very good. I, I need to re I think I need to because I changed blogging websites, so I need to re re-upload that on my new blog and maybe make some adjustments in hindsight. But um yeah, similar to you, I had a few plans to travel to different places. So I want to do South America, Central America last year. Um yeah. I was gonna do that with my um then girlfriend at the time, but um that didn't happen obviously because of COVID and then yeah I'm no longer in that relationship and um obviously still plan to go like it was always a plan to go regardless I just wanted yeah. to go with either like a girlfriend or a friend it was always a plan I didn't want to really do South America Central America solo um and then the yeah. plan was 2022 do like a Southeast Asia a lot of Aussies kind of do that Vietnam Malaysia uh well not I think Malaysia's part of it. Um, Laos, yeah. Indo, like Cambodia, yeah, 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 all those places. So that was another um idea. I was gonna do every two years. That was a plan, but you know things change, and um, <coughs> that's kind of just what happens. And I'll go eventually, and maybe it was, you know, I, I like to believe that everything happens for a reason, and maybe there was some sort of reason for that happening. Um. But yeah, going on to like some travel stories. Um, I don't know if you want me to start or if you want to start. Like, is there anything like succinct that really stands out in terms of travel? Because for me, uh, maybe I will start and um, I'd, I'd be interesting to hear your thoughts because I don't know if I've told you about this. Maybe I have. But um, when I went to Europe, um, the so when I was in the UK with my dad, so this was like the third week I was there. And I was in this museum in Wales and I saw this um dead stuffed animal. And mm. es essentially like it, I just had like a, a moment of panic where I just froze and I was like, I'm going to die one day. And yeah. like, I just melted down. I had a massive, like not a massive panic attack, but just enough where I had to like sit down and just breathe. 
Because how old were you at this point? So I was, I, I was so I was nineteen. This is when okay, I went. Right, to, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is this was Europe, Europe, so like twenty eighteen. Okay, Europe twenty. Yeah. Right. So it, yeah. I like obviously it's something that plays on your mind like sometimes, and especially as a kid, every now and then it'll pop in your head. But I it just kind of really hit me, and then I just overthought it for the rest of the afternoon. Like my dad calming down, but I overthought it for the rest of the afternoon. And then what ended up happening is for like every day for the rest of my trip, I had that in the back of my mind. So whilst I was making so many great memories and having a really good time, I had this like kind of negative sort of quarter life crisis where I was like, I'm going to die one day. Is any of this worth it? Now, it was until after my trip. And I think like after my trip, when it all ended, where it actually was like, holy shit like I, I was running through so much anxiety and depress depressive thoughts while still having a good time like an awesome time that mm. it was after my trip like mid 2019 even last year this year particularly even that I started really being like grateful for that experience of travel and realizing hey like I know my reason, my, my point of living like of life is to live and to enjoy moments like that. And I, I don't let that kind of thought affect me anymore. It's not even a, yeah. a regular, like I don't, I probably think about that once every few months or so, and it's, it's not harmful to me, but that was going through my head every day. So I, I don't know if I've told you that before, but yeah, it was, it was a no. scary time because that's a lot of anxiety and depress depression. And this was for someone that was by myself. Um, mm. So in my last month of my trip, like I had a few panic attacks, like that were so extreme that I thought I was having heart attacks. Yeah. I actually um, ended up in a couple of um, like hospitals in Europe because I just freaked out. And like, mm. so, and I say this, like, it sounds all negative and like, oh, like that doesn't sound fun. And those t times weren't fun, but overall the trip was insane. And I learned a lot. Mm. And I also learned, a lot of negatives and I learned, Oh, like I'm, I've got anxiety and like, this is something I've lived with my whole life. And I didn't realize how extreme it can get. Yeah. But yeah. So that was definitely like an interesting point that um, was taken from Europe because it was like a very sort of like hard thing to deal with because you're trying to have the best time of your life and you have these sort of thoughts and feelings and, it you're all in all surrounding as well. You know, you're not in, you're not, you're on your own, which, you know, as you know, as all I, I, I do that soul traveling. Yes, it's fun. Yes, it's, it's amazing. And yes, it's, 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 it's fun. But at the same time, it's actually at times very challenging. Um, you know, you can sometimes go days, a couple of days out, speak to anyone. Apart yeah. from maybe a, a superficial level, you know, you don't have the, the depth conversations that, with people you know what you know it's kind of a human necessity to have i think it is you know conversations of depth as opposed to as opposed to hi where are you from how are you out traveling what's your route you know that's the yeah. typical that's how you get started and you'll you'll go into other things but then that person might leave and you don't actually get to know them so it's a very it's a very difficult thing to deal with and um, so i understand why you know you're you're in a different country you're 20 odd hours away from home you're traveling on your own you don't really know each other so I think, you know, maybe, again, could it have been amplified because you were almost... Definitely. I don't want to say it's an extreme environment, but it's it's definitely not the norm, you know? That's right. I think, I think, as you know, as well as I do, that not many people travel alone, you know? Not many people have done it. And I so do, many yeah, of my mates... Yeah, so, again, you, your mates maybe might say this, but so many might say, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you just, you just go on your own. And I don't know... How, again, I was sort of pushed into it. You know, I was a bit pushed into it, but, but, and I can understand where that's coming from, but, you know, thankfully, and this is one of the reasons why I've documented it, you know, on YouTube, whatever, is I've shown people how to do it. And if one person goes out and books a fight by themselves and just goes and does it, I've done what I've set out to achieve because back when like I said, back when I started, there was no information, you know, it was just everyone saying, I'll oh, just do it. And I knew people who'd done it, but didn't really explain it. So hopefully I can, you know, by I've done it and I've shown people and I've, I've shown people how to use social media. Social media is a great tool. Um, and hopefully you, you go and do it. You know, ultimately that's the, I think that's the aim of this, this podcast is to, you know, encourage people to go out and travel and travel isn't 
going to a five-star hotel and sitting. That's right. You've got to do the hostel lifestyle. That's not traveling. I, I can't stress that enough. Yeah. I, I know people that have gone to Europe and they've said, oh, I've had a great time, but they just went to like the really cliche cities like Paris, which is fine. Like I went to Paris. Yeah. You got to do it once, yeah. but you know, they just go to all the hotspots and they do it hotel style familiar like easy surroundings like no that's not the life like that's not the travel lifestyle like and honestly like going back to what you're saying about solo travel like i found i was just forcing myself to socialize especially when i had these dark thoughts i was like i can't like i cannot like physically put myself in the situation where i'm not going to talk to anyone and just sit with my feelings I don't think you can though. I think yeah. I think when you're traveling is, you know, if you went into a room where you're sharing a room with eight people and you don't say anything, I, I don't know. I, I've I've I'm always I always try and say hello to people. Obviously, if they're sleeping, that's different. But if people are awake and about, I'll try and say hello to them and try to have a conversation with them. Um, because you never know where that conversation might lead. Um, like I said, you know, we had a, we had numerous conversations in a room in, in 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 Barcelona, you know, and then I've you know stayed with you in Australia. That's right. And I think the thing is, you're so like, I wouldn't speak to a random stranger, like on the street or even at a party. Like, like I would maybe if I'm really drunk, like, yeah, that's going to happen. But here's the thing. We were sober, just in our rooms, just talking. And that's the thing when you, especially when you solo travel, you just like, obviously I was with Pat at that time and you were with your friend, but when it's even when it's like when it's solo travel like you just have to make friends and that's the thing i just like that's the best part i think about it is how confident i felt in myself like Mm. it's it is a really confident thing and like you know not to bring not to like say like oh this is an amazing thing but like just being able to like because i'm pretty confident myself like i i'm I find it pretty easy to talk to most people, but, you know, actually striking a conversation with the stranger for the first time, like back home here, like I'd find that a little bit difficult. Like, it's daunting, isn't it? I, I'm even, not going to, I'm not going to go to a girl in a club and just randomly start talking to her. Right. I do see guys do that. There's this whole, like, you know, thing about you don't want to look like a predator and there's all these thoughts that run yeah. in your mind and you just go, you know what? It's better just to hang on my mates, you know? And if, but again, it's because it's not the norm. I know it sounds weird, right. it's not the norm. When you're traveling, it's the norm. It. That's you're, it. People are expecting you to come up. Whereas yeah. again, this is again, this is what I say when I when I say you learn so much about life when you're out, is that you know, when you're back home, this is one of the reasons why I travel is that I always go back to normal and you kind of have to keep pushing out and traveling because the growth when you travel. I don't know for me when I come back home is that I can feel myself just not growing as quickly as a human being. Um, and like you say, you know, speaking to other people um, it just, it's, it's growth. It's meeting people. It's, it's, it's networking and you never know what's around the corner with one interaction. And ultimately, you know, conversation, conversation, is that the word? Conversationalism? Anyway, you know what I mean? Having conversations is a huge part of, of human life and, during my normal life, it's the same people. I see the same people and have similar conversations most days. It's not a bad thing. But when someone's coming with maybe a different point of view from a different place, you know, it does actually, you do start to question things. It does open your mind about life as a whole. And it, it's so fascinating. Um, I, I think it's satisfying I, as well. Just yeah, being able to like just speak freely and just be like, like, I don't know about you, but like, I don't know, like, like I said, like, I'm, I'm fairly confident in talking to people, but when I meet a stranger, it's a little bit more difficult, a little bit like, you know, if I'm at a party or just in a social setting where I don't know yeah. some people, I will not like go out of my way, like particularly with like females as well. Like guys, it's a little bit easier. Cause it's just like, yeah. you know, that's my gender. And, but with females, especially like, you know, that's the gender I'm attracted to and I, I might find it more difficult as well while overseas it's just like I don't care like I, I literally yeah. just found yeah, myself yeah. being so it's just like easier I can just I don't know why I don't know like, again you probably don't know why either but it's just easier I think because like I said we're in that environment together there's that that almost that feeling of togetherness we're all in the same boat trying to have the best experience possible so like like like, like I've said is if someone else can help me find that that feeling um which 
you know, you know the feelings that I'm on about is that, you know, that feeling of where you're like, wow, that's a sick place or wow, I've had a, that's a sick part we've just been to in a random place in, I don't know, Singapore. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's that, it's that. And I think that you, you realise that when you're abroad, you realise that when you're in a hostel um, and ultimately, you know, you realise that when you're alone, when you're on your own travelling, you, you do realise that. Yeah. And well, for me as well, like when I, so I went through a pretty heavy breakup in my last year of school. So this is a year before I went traveling. And if, if I'm honest, that kind of made me feel a bit insecure. I lost a lot of confidence. This is the first kind of person I quote unquote fell in love with. And when that ended, you know, it was pretty painful for me. Like I didn't take it as well as what maybe most people would. Um, and yeah, like I just didn't have the confidence. Like I was a bit insecure. Uh, confidence was at a low point. And then I went to Europe. Boom. You have to grow. You have to become Boom. confident. Sorry. Yeah. You have to because when you're spending four months on your own, right? There's only so long you can go as a human being without some form of inter- a deep, deep interaction, you know, or, or a level of meaning to an interaction. It's just unnatural to go days or weeks or months on end without a conversation that's very. Uh, where, uh, where you from? What, where's your trip, etc. Do you know what I mean? Like, how many travel for? It, you know, you need that. I think it's, it's you do need it that. Is. I think it's essential, and you don't have to be confident as a person. That's exactly. fine. It's just you have to sort of display it. And honestly, for me though, I just grew, and now I'm like as good as I was before the breakup. Like, and you know, I've been through another breakup since, and it doesn't affect me. And I, I think a lot of that is actually to do with travel and the fact mm. that you know, like. You know, there's going to be times in your life where things, people might say things or things might happen in your life and it'll, it'll shoot down your confidence. But there is opportunities out there which will definitely help you grow and help you recover. And I think traveling is a great, great way if you've ever gone through like pain to heal. Yeah. Um, like, honestly, like that was so easy. Like I just found it so easy to strike a conversation with anyone. And I was like, I'm peaking. I'm back to my best. Like, like I said, I spoke about those thoughts that were going on, but in terms of like me as a person, like, you know, my self-confidence was skyrocketing mm. and that's a good feeling. Yeah. I think the other thing as well is that when you travel, you, you realize how little you actually need. You realize that, I don't know, I've probably started to embrace minimalism a bit more and, and that's the result of traveling, I think. Um, you know, some of the best, like I said to you, some of the best times in my life have been in a three pound a night hostel. Yes. In a random country. Eating some tuna noodles or a bit of pasta. <laughs> like, like, I'm skipping with meals. Literally, the only thing I've got is my suitcase, you know, and like, literally, I've got clothes for 10 days. I've got a phone. Uh, I've got a bank card. Skipping, yeah skipping breakfast as well skipping you know oh, and that's it i need my food mate yeah, <laughs> but, okay. you know I, what i mean it's I, a, i'm pretty bad i i i just <laughs> skip meals and so but you just you realize you realize again you realize that materialistic things for me don't make me happy Um, i'm not saying i don't want them or i don't i'd like to you know i'd like to have a nice car whatever but but like i said because i've documented it I can walk back and think that was the best time of your life. And you were in a random country with which your rucksack and a, a suitcase with a bunch of randoms with a bunch of random in like a 10 bed hostel with a bunch of people you never met. Um, and that was the, some of the best times of your life. And I wouldn't have known that without doing it, you know? Um, it's like, for example, you know, Whit Sundays, Whit Sundays was so good. Um, Again, and all I had was Richie, a plastic bag with some clothes. Okay, fine. I was on a, a yacht in Australia, but that's beside the point. But you know what I mean? Like, you could I could have just been on Whitehaven Beach, and it was just sick. Yeah. And Richie, or I'm, I'm with Sundays actually. Is, so. but it's just an example, is that? And there's been two or three, like quite a few times where it's just been like, I've literally got nothing, but I've got everything. Yeah. For sure. That's deep. <laughs> That's deep. But okay. I know some people say, oh, well, you you paid X amount for the flight or this or that, and oh, traveling expensive. True, but and that is true, you know, traveling can can I can be can or cannot be expensive, obviously. But ultimately at that moment in time, 
you know, I was with a bunch of random people or potentially just on my own. And, you know, my head, my mind's been blown. My, I've, there's been just an explosion of... of yeah, and it's of, hard to explain, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. Um, I guess, I don't know, because uh, we're almost at the hour mark soon, but there's... It's that's not how quickly that's gone. Yeah, I know. Not, I mean, there's... I, I want to cover a go few, on endlessly. few more things. We totally could. Um, In terms of some more travel stories... um particularly a couple of things stand out to me um going the first time i was ever in a hostel was when i was in uh edinburgh in scotland i just um i'd had a month in the uk like with family or my dad was over or was in romania so i hadn't really experienced the hostel lifestyle until a month in um and yeah, I was like, I was, like I said, I had these kind of bad thoughts and I, I, I had spent the whole day on a train and eating up my thoughts and I'd felt a bit off and that changed instantly when I was umming and ahhing because I know that there was a, um, a, a, uh, bar, bar crawl, like pub crawl in the night. And it was like really good. It was like, I don't know, five pounds or whatever entry and you got like heaps of drinks and you got all free entry for all these places. And it's like, I don't know, like my plan was before travel just to say yes to every single one of these. And I was doubting. Yeah, you it kind of, you kind of have to be, you sorry, have to so, do so, it. Just, you have to be a yes person when you travel as well. Yeah. If you're like, no, 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 no. Then ultimately you're not going to get the, the most out of your trip. Yeah. You and have that's... to be willing to say yes. You know, some random person says, Oh, do you want to go here tonight? Just say yes. That's it. Okay, and that's, that's actually and, what happened. Off. I was like, oh, I don't know. And, you know, I was about to go down to the hostel staff and ask them a little bit more about it. Because, you know, I'm 19. I'm, you know, like I said, wasn't the most confident person at this time, which would change literally like overnight. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not even kidding. Like, it changed so quickly. I I became so confident within a few nights. And all of a sudden, as I go to open the door, this guy opens the door, comes in, this 28-year-old Canadian guy, his name's Ty. Uh, I keep in contact with him, still have him on my social medias. Uh, I don't talk to him like, you know, every month, probably haven't spoken to him since the end of last year, but we catch up, we talk. I was going to, he's now living in Colombia with yeah. his girlfriend that he met in the UK. Um, I won't go through his whole story, but honestly, the next, I think four days it was, or three days I spent with him were so life-changing. Like this is a guy that's nine years older than me traveling and just living his best life. And he just seemed to love life and it was just someone that I like aspired to be. And I had so much to- like fun hanging out with him and I made a really good friend that way. And um, mm. it's a travel story that I ne- like won't forget. And we went out to that bar crawl and we went out the next two or three nights or however long he was there. And when it was gone, you know, I felt a bit empty. We caught up again in Budapest, had a couple of nights again with each other. And we just had so much fun. Like this is like someone that like, I can call like a genuine friend. Like, I think, and there's yeah. so many stories like that though. Like that's just one example. I mean, I, I say that example because it was the first hostel friend I'd ever met. Like you fall yeah. into this category as well as someone that I met and I call like a genuine friend. There's a lot of people that I've met that are, that are like that. Um, But yeah, this one, like it stands out to me because, you know, this is like a really close mate that I met because of just, my first it was kind of like the first experience i don't know if maybe that's why it was such a close friendship but yeah like i think there's there's two things i pick up from that is that you know one again when you're hosting or traveling alone there's no there's no age range there's no there's no discrimination there's no there's no everyone's from a different place and has different beliefs but and you can be a different age and you know i've spoken to people who are 30 35 i've i've been doing stuff with them and then i've been doing stuff with people who are who are you know on a gap year of 18, 19, there's no age or age or even place place doesn't really come into it. It's just how you vibe. I don't want to use the word vibe, but how do you vibe with the person? How do you get on with them? And, and I think don't get wrong. There are certain people as, as a Brit, I get on more with. So I tend to get on well with other Brits, obviously. And I tend to get on well with Aussies, I think, because the banter's banter. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very similar. similar. Our, you know, our, our, the way we're brought up is very similar, but ultimately I know people from around the world. And if I go and message them and say, how do you mate? Um, I'm here. Do you want to meet up? 99% of the time they'll say yes. And that is possibly a massive difference. Um, 
Whereas if I did that with maybe people at home, if I'm in place and I say, oh, do you want to meet up? I would say maybe there'd be a lot a lot fewer who'd say, yeah, let's meet yeah. up. Yeah. I find fascinating. And the other second point to that as well is that, you know, like you said, you've not spoke to him. Similar to me, we've not spoken a while yet. We speak a bit, but not, not a great yeah, deal. Yeah. But, but it just, it's like nothing's changed. Yeah, for sure. Like, like I could see him tomorrow. Like obviously we've can't. literally, we've literally like, not spoken. I... Sorry, we've literally not spoken for a year. I don't think. But you're on a phone. Yeah, yeah, plus. Really? We've, wow, has it been that long? I think we've spoken on messaging, but oh not right, a, on phone. Yeah, like, you're right. Yeah, yeah we've right. not had a conversation. I think in a year and what true, a year and a bit. True. Yeah, and that's, what that's... we're fifty-five minutes in in the podcast, and we've yeah. not stopped talking. Do you know what I mean? That's it. And that's the thing. Like it'd be same with like Ty. Like. I haven't seen him since Budapest. I don't know if I've even had a phone call with him since maybe one. Mm. Um, I've spoken text-wise, but if I called him today, I could speak for like hours. And it wouldn't just be catching up. It would genuinely just get to the point where you're just talking about like day-to-day stuff as if you're yeah, you know, like next-door neighbours, when that's not the case. So, yeah. And it's, or uh, going back to where you met and saying, oh, how sick was that? Anyway. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that one which that one thing you did together <laughs> that one thing together where you will both remember it that that's what i mean and like i said you have these transient short-term memories with people it's just yeah and um, and yet you can meet them two and three four years later and you still remember that because for whatever reason it had a deep impactful effect on your life which i don't know anything else that does that to that degree no i don't know Again, maybe I haven't discovered enough, but yeah, something well, like that way. And I, I agree with your point. Like Australians, um, I would say Australians, um, people from the UK and people from Canada are all very much like same banter levels. They're the kind yeah. of people I get along with the most. Um, I met this four-year-old in, um, you know who Shane Warne is? Australian yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's like... He was like Shane Warne, basically. Like, same yeah. kind of larrikin. He's like 40. He wasn't at the hostel, but he was just walking around Amsterdam, Amsterdam like a cooked unit. And it was just like hilarious, just like the banter of this guy. Like, there's yeah. just so many randoms you meet. Um, Yeah, and like, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate because I, I obviously um, traveled with Pat and it's unfortunate that we're not close really anymore, Um, which I hate to say. Um, You know, he moved to Wollongong. I'm not sure where you know that is. Yeah, yeah, quite south. Um, and yeah, we just don't really talk as often as maybe I'd like. Um, that's also I think growing up, you know, you yeah, and that's it, and that's, that's what I was about to up. say. Like, it's kind of like when you, you you when you finish school school, you expect to be with like friends with all these people forever, and that's just not the reality. And and that's why I think um solo travel is so good because you meet all these people that you might not not necessarily ever see again but you're just living in the moment and that's what life's all about. Like being in the present and just enjoying the moment for what it is. So those friends might not be your friends tomorrow, but they sure are your friends in that moment. And you know, so many people are so nice as well. They, everyone's understanding. They just want to have a good time. It doesn't matter like your political beliefs, religious beliefs. Everyone is just collectively like, like a big vibe and um, just an equal, you know, you're an equal. Um, and just to pick up on that point is that, like you said, I live in the moment. I think that's something I do struggle with when I'm at home. I'm very much thinking, like, where do I want to be in a year? Where do I want to be? Yeah, in I struggle with it too. That's how I am. You know, that's yeah. how I am. It's, it's possibly a slight flaw of mine. But definitely when I'm away, um, I do think about things and you're more, I'm more present in the moment when I'm abroad or when I'm traveling. And the characteristics that I pick up when I'm abroad, I'm trying to bring into my normal life. And there's characteristics in my normal life that I want to bring into travel me. And it's a very difficult thing to do. I think it's easier doing the travel stuff into your normal life because you're in your normal life more. But I think, like you said, is that it is very difficult. Living in the moment is, yeah, especially well, in the home environment. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same too. And I think that's the biggest thing from the pandemic that I've really struggled with um, living in the moment. Like I've been... I guess like since my breakup in that was I think end of September like I'd I'd been reflecting a lot on the past since then and just it's just not necessary like obviously it's good to reflect back on good memories like traveling for example yeah. but like things that you don't want to reflect on just leave it in the past and 
Um, and then for the future, this year I finished uni and I'm just so stressed about what I want to do and where I want to be, where I'm going to live. There's so many questions. Yeah. And we, we've spoken about this, haven't we? I yeah. Think. And like yeah. in a year's time, I think, uh, yeah, I spoke about expectations versus reality, which yeah. is a, a, a podcast topic, which I'd love to have a few people on mm. and talk about that and um, hear a few people's experiences all at once. So if you're keen on that fashion, should definitely try and organize that. But um yeah it comes down to this like my like i'm so stressed because this time next year i'm probably working full time and i'm like am i going to be living in the city how am i going to afford it do i am i even going to enjoy this job like and yeah it's like i just got to bring myself back to the present and you're right traveling is that kind of boost that gets you going i guess um and helps you live in the moment um i think that's a great place to to stop to be honest yeah um you know yeah, I don't think, much. I think we've we've spoke about a lot there. I think there's a lot. Yeah, there. so we've got we've done some travel stories and talked about the best places we've been, the importance of travel. Can I just quickly ask you before we finish? Um, first place you're going? First After. place you want to go to when it when you can? Pick I'm actually going to say New Zealand because okay, because I can. <laughs> Because the, Aussie, <laughs> the Australian and New Zealand bubble is open, and I've never been to. You haven't been to New Zealand, have you? I know, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, That's the next no, I get New a lot Zealand, of raves yeah. about it, and um, yeah, look, because New Zealand's the first place I can go. Yeah, like it's That's open the place now. you want to go. I'm gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> That's it. Um, like yeah. uh, just before I finish on that point, um, after that, yeah, I wanted to. I want. I want to get this Central and South America trip done. So I'm going to throw a random Central American country and say I'll start in Panama. Probably won't, though. I'll probably start in Brazil or somewhere where it's easier to get a flight back home. But, um, and yeah, I've got a couple of interstate trips planned. I haven't left the state since far out. I haven't left the state since Europe. So, wow, yeah. Like, I haven't even been outside New South Wales Um since Europe I've been up to Byron Bay so I guess it's kind of like close enough yeah but <laughs> not, well, I haven't actually... when's your next Europe trip plan man oh uh, see I don't know it just depends yeah, no. like I think I'll be back in the UK well before I have another Europe trip yeah um I think I might even go back to the UK before I do Central or South America um maybe with family and like or even just with a friend like I, I just love the UK it's just that Familiar but unfamiliar um, thought that I've kind of been speaking about. But, yeah, so Brisbane and Melbourne. I've never been to Brisbane, fun fact. Um, so I've never been to Queensland, which is crazy. So I'm planning on doing that, actually, within the next couple of months, both Brisbane and Melbourne, just for a few days, just to get out. Because literally, I've, yeah. I've, I, I, last year was so bad. I know you probably were the same. Like, for me, it was the worst year of my life. 2020 just sucked a whole lot. Yeah. Just everything. But I happened. learned a lot. This is the thing. I felt like I learned a lot. And this yeah, sounds bad, but, but I'm kind of glad. Obviously, the deaths is horrible and the situation is horrible. But for me, I'm kind of glad COVID happened because I learned so much. But again, yeah. I, I maybe again, it's the, the glass half full as opposed yeah, to glass good. half empty. I'm looking at it, you know, yes, it was a shit situation. Yes, I was like, people are dying and stuff. And, and to fair, work's been at times horrendous. But I've learned so much. And Ultimately, if if COVID hadn't happened, would I be at this point now where I've learned this all this information? Don't know, but I think that that is um, a topic for another conversation. Probably, yeah. Well, yes. Finishing off, um, yeah, because I work in retail. I was working all year, didn't really stop, and I was just so exhausted by, you know, work was hard because there's a lot of people panic buying and whatnot for months, mm. and. I had a lot of personal stuff going on and the pandemic was awful and all of mm. the things that I enjoyed doing, especially on weekends were stopped or postponed. Like football didn't start till really late and I couldn't go clubbing at all last year and mm. just shit, 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 shit. Um, November came around. I went down to Wollongong for a couple of days, just with a couple of mates. Uh, went to Jamboree there, which is fun. <laughs> um, Hadn't been since I was a kid. And honestly, it was the best couple of days of 2020 just because I got away. It was traveling. I mean, not necessarily traveling as I would have liked to be not doing proper, in 2020. But at least you were doing a bit. It was something that I could do. So, yeah, I guess to finish off, where would you, what, what's your first destination for post-COVID? Um, hope um, maybe Portugal next month because obviously it's on the green list. Um, but if everything opens up, first place I'd be for one massive party. 
Nice. Have you been to Portugal? Been before, yeah. Yes, it's not bad. It's I've been to Lisbon. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, that's it's been good. Um, thanks for joining me. I'm sure you're gonna jump on again some point. Um, uh, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be a week or so after I've um after we've recorded. But I'll let you know. I'll send you a link. Just I don't I don't edit it. It's just more like the schedule of when I upload and whatnot. It doesn't really matter. It's just better to kind of keeping in a row and whatnot but um all right well thanks for having me uh my instagram is satchin underscore governed there we YouTube. go finally i got That's a plug. plug no one plugs <laughs> every time i'm you like wait please just plug your instagram I'm like no nah, you can you can tell listen to a lot of podcasts um instagram satchin underscore governed um youtube's i think satchin governed um and if everyone everyone every if anyone ever has a question about traveling or traveling alone i will answer them and i'm and as you clearly realize if you've got to this point that i'm a massive advocate for solo traveling and seeing the world because this world's a sick place yeah definitely follows youtube it's cool it's very cool i think i'm in one of your videos too yeah you are yeah, yeah that's right that's right um yeah no thanks again i'm sure I'll, I'll get you on again um so i'll i'll just stop recording but uh thanks everyone for listening as well and if, if you like me on it just tell eli and um he'll get me back on yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, right guys. Thanks, thanks again, Sashin. And yeah, thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe as well. That is important. And also, yeah, again, thanks for um, the support. And, you know, one, I think, yeah, ranking 136, 136 on mental health, even though it's not a mental health podcast. Um, in Australia, it's cool. And I want to hit the top 100. So please subscribe, tell your friends, share it to your family and friends. Thank you, guys. See you later.